This is the Frog for Life podcast. I'm your host, Rob Berline. Made it this far and you've been invited to the interview. When you're invited to the interview via phone or email, I'd like to share these tips before the interview starts. That is the voice of Terrence Hood, who will continue his tips with us on career advice for TCU alumni. He will go through what alumni should do after reaching the interview phase, whether it's in-person or virtual, and help alumni get that job. And we are back once again with Terrence Hood. He is the Assistant Director for TCU's Center for Career and Professional Development. Terrence works primarily with TCU's alumni and student-athletes, so thank you so much for joining us today, Terrence. It's my pleasure, Rob. Thanks for having me. Well, today let's talk about the interview process. When somebody is preparing for the interview with a company, what is what are things they need to do beforehand? Rob, interviewing is actually one of my favorite career topics to coach alumni. Um, you've made it this far, and you've been invited to the interview. When you're invited to the interview via phone or email, I'd like to share these tips before the interview starts. Off the top of the bat, number one, research the organization. Um, many people Google a company, and that's fine. But consider going beyond that and consider finding connections in your network. Um, for example, you could even connect with fellow Horn Frogs on LinkedIn to talk about a company culture. You can look at industry trends, recent news, and their competitors. Take your research a step further by integrating your research into the interview and asking questions based on your research. If you haven't already, I recommend following the organization on LinkedIn and on Twitter if they mention things that stood out to you during your interview. Number two, Rob, I recommend research the interviewer. So researching the company is also important, but you want to try to in- investigate your interviewer in advance as well. You can learn more about their background on LinkedIn. So try to get the names of the interviewers and also verify the interview format. So if it's a phone interview or virtual, you want to make sure that you verify that as well. Um, also, write out and practice some responses to questions. Plan your interview attire. In most cases, it's business professional attire. And then show up 15 minutes before it starts. Even with phone and virtual interviews, be ready ahead of time. Okay. And once the interview starts, what are some things that alumni might do to stand out and really uh, be noticed? Yes, sir. Great question. First impressions still matter. The first five minutes of the interview are the most critical. People hire people, not resumes. And they want to hire people and employees who are smart, capable, and that they like. So smile, convey enthusiasm, and voice full of words like like, um, yeah. Maintain consistent eye contact and provide confident answers and stories and examples that demonstrate their key skills. Try to avoid rushing into answers and use thoughtful pauses to prepare your responses. Um, I also recommend to stand out and be noticed. Prove it. Do you have anything that represents examples of your work? If so, consider posting it on LinkedIn, creating a personal website or e-portfolio, or even potentially a binder or brag book to use as evidence to supplement your answers during the interview. Um, A portfolio could also include, again, samples of your best work, recommendations, performance evaluations, key projects, honors, or even certifications, and this will help you stand out from the competition. And it sounds like portfolios do set people apart and would highlight their willingness to go above and beyond. So what else can alumni do besides those uh, brag books that you spoke of? Yes, sir, Rob. Well, also, try to be prepared for different types of questions for practice. Um, The first one you're going to probably be asked is, tell me about yourself. This question really sets the stage 
for the rest of the interview. There is no avoiding this question, so make sure that you nail it. This is your chance to summarize who you are, why you're interested, and what value you bring to the organization. Try to keep it professional in nature and choose your top three most relevant highlights. It's really not to share your life story, but it's just a summary of your past, current situation, future aspirations. This question also allows employees to assess your likability and that you're easy to work with. It should be concise, that shows you meet the description, and it can also be your 30-second elevator pitch. And we also have sample responses on our website for alumni, so if you're thinking about an elevator pitch, um, types of questions to practice with, we do have sample responses for the elevator pitch on our website for alumni at careers.tcu.edu under the Career Tools section, and then they'll just click on the interview tab after that. Hmm. And that's, very, that's an awesome tip, Terrence. What should people avoid when they're using that star structure? Are there other tips for uh, those types of questions? Yes, sir. Well, when answering the tell me about yourself question, Rob, I've seen some mistakes um, that I wanted to share um, as tips to avoid. Um, when answering tell me about yourself, some people talk about their high school or irrelevant content. They might mention their age or their marital status, number of kids they have, siblings. They also might just repeat what's already on their resume. So I suggest summarizing highlights and even mention passions or values that relate to the opportunity. It even answers might be too long, over two minutes, and some answers might even be just too short. Um, so don't sell yourself short. Explain and expand. Mention skills you've gained from past and current experiences. And also, Rob, I think people should be prepared for situational questions and behavioral questions. So these types of questions center around scenarios you're likely to be facing on the job. So, for example, tell me about a time when you dealt with an angry customer. Uh, describe a time when you had a difficult situation where it was important to keep a positive attitude. So past behavior sometimes predicts future behavior. And as you mentioned, the STAR method is a great structure. That's the situation, the task, the actions, and results. And with this structure, you typically do just fine. Okay. And let's talk about closing questions. One I've heard is, tell us about why you're the best candidate or why should we hire you? Is this a common question, and how should people respond? Well, Rob, that's a very common question. I do recommend people be prepared to close the deal when they hear this question. It's always best to share two or three reasons you're the best candidate. Use your knowledge of the role and the company and reiterate key skills that you possess. I always like to say, imagine that they're asking you, why should I hire you instead of someone else with similar qualifications? Sometimes employers can't really tell if they really want the job. It can be due to nerves, but this is how you would sell yourself. Okay. And what should people avoid doing when they're interviewing? Well, the first thing I recommend, and it's, it's, sometimes it's a no-brainer, um, but showing up late is the first thing um, people should avoid. My mantra with that is early is on time. Um, on time is late, and late is unacceptable. <laughs> and so try to make sure that you show up on time, which is typically early, about 15 minutes before the interview. Also, try to maintain consistent eye contact without constant staring. Also, don't ask about the salary. If the employer asks about salary, be careful. Um, if it's too low, they may take you up on that, or if it's too high, it may be above their range. So try researching salaries on websites like salary.com or payscale.com, and it would be best to have that as a follow-up conversation or wait until the job is actually offered because it could be perceived that you're more interested in the pay versus the opportunity. And when you talk about follow-up and things to do afterwards, how soon should someone send a thank you note? And is that 
Is that something people should still handwrite, or is email okay? Well, Robert, it really depends on the next steps of the hiring committee. Um, if they're hiring pretty quickly, uh, people can send a thank you note after the interview via email within 24 to 48 hours, or bring thank you notes with them and write them afterwards and leave it with the receptionist. When I interviewed at TCU about 12 years ago, I had about 15 thank you notes with me because I found out I was meeting with about 14 individuals. I had their names in advance, and I asked for a business card of an individual who was added to the search committee. I wrote each person a thank you note, a personal thank you note, and I reiterated my interest in being on their team. And so if you're going above and beyond your effort, that's one way to do it. Email is quicker, but handwritten is more personal. And a lot of interviews are now going to a, a more of a virtual format uh, with all the things, uh, with technology integrations and things like that. So what tips would you share about uh, virtual formats, if it's like Zoom or something like that? Absolutely, Rob. Well, recently um, the Career Center did um, a Zoom meeting with three employers, actually, GM Financial, Hajoka, and Epsilon. So we met with their recruiters, and they gave us tips on interviewing success virtually. And so I'd love to share tips from an employee perspective, if I may. Um, of the three employees that we talked to, most use either WebEx, Skype, Zoom, or Google Hangout as their platform. Um, some do virtual interviews with candidates that are further away or for local candidates to even the playing field. Um, some do virtual interviews as a part of their pre-screen or as part of their final interviews. And so if you're using Skype, sometimes the external platform can be tricky, especially if a company uses it internally but the candidate may not. It's always best to log in at least 15 minutes early to any platform that you're using and try to control your surroundings. So kids, roommates, dogs and cats coming in, things on your wall. Some companies have tight deadlines and arrange these interviews rather quickly. It's also a good idea to test out the equipment and don't wait until the last minute. Even dress in the same way that you would for an in-person interview. So if you were going person to an interview with business professional attire, Wear that same attire for a virtual interview. Also, make sure that your lighting is good. Um, you can come across as kind of a shadow that's sitting directly in front of a window. So try to put the window out to the side, not behind you, and try to be free of all distractions as well. And how would, if somebody is new to a, a technological platform and they, they're using this, how do uh, employers suggest dealing with technical difficulties that might arise? Many employers will go in about 30 minutes before the interview in case a candidate has issues. They can reach out to the employer directly. Uh, but the biggest advice that we receive from these employers to handle tech issues from alumni standpoint is to go in early. Don't wait till the last minute. Log in about 15 minutes before your interview. And also, don't panic. Um, they may not be used to the platform. If something goes wrong, keep your composure. And then show how you handle yourself in the middle of things you can't control. This might actually be attractive to an employer. Um, many employers will give grace for technical issues, and it is a case-by-case -case situation, and there are cases where they can tell if it's a spontaneous technical issue or if the person just is not prepared. And is there any final tips you would share either for in-person or virtual interviews? Yes, sir, Rob, of course. I'd love to share some final tips. Um, I do see many alums um, who are overly nervous uh, when I do practice interviews. Um, you don't really have to feel confident to be confident. Uh, focus on selling yourself. Come up with two or three reasons why you're a fit for the company and the role, which is typically based on what you know about them. So do that research ahead of time. Help them see that you can solve their problems. And mention specific problems and how you can solve them. 
send our thank you notes and no next steps before you leave the interview. And also, Rob, I recommend having questions prepared. Um, so next steps, knowing the timeline, always have questions for the interviewer. Uh, I think several years ago, a recent grad emailed me that he got a job offer, and he was told that he was the only person out of about 30 candidates who had questions for the employer. So out of all of those people, only one person had questions for them, and that was actually what most impressed the employer. And so it can be kind of a turnoff if you have no questions at all. For the employer, if you do your homework, you should have at least three or four questions about the industry, about the company, about the position, or about the person that you're interviewing. So in order to evaluate if it's a good fit, this mostly happens with your questions for them. Uh, it can even be questions about the company culture, um, about how they work together, and this can also be based on your values. So sometimes when people don't have questions, employers wonder do they really want the job. And what are the questions when you talk about those follow-up questions, questions that are kind of standard that, you know, if people don't know really, that might, is this phrased right or... Or is it okay? What are kind of standard questions that people can ask, and what are questions that people should really stay away from? Wow. Well, people should really ask questions. On the employer side, Rob, they might get questions around, tell me a little bit about yourself. Um, be prepared about strengths and weaknesses. So be ready to talk about your relevant strengths. Give good examples. Um, if you have a weakness question that you receive, try to include what you're doing to improve on the weakness. Um, so don't think about, you know, it could be a failure question, for example. So you focus on the failure, but focus on what you learn from the failure. Um, you can also be ready for questions about, again, situations or scenarios. But in terms of questions that alumni can ask the employer, avoid asking about, again, the salary question. Uh, but you want to think about questions that will help you learn more about their opportunity. So the interview is about really selling yourself and learning as much as you can about that company and how you might be a good fit. Okay. And how do alumni schedule practice interviews with you, and are there any other interview resources online? Yes, sir, Rob. Well, alumni can schedule a practice interview with me in Fraud Jobs Powered by Handshake at tcu.joinhandshake.com. They can also download the Handshake app and make appointments on their phone, or they can call our Chris Center front desk at 817-257-2222. Uh, we're open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Central Standard Time. We do offer interview guides and tips at our website, uh, careers.tcu.edu. They can click on the arrow next to the Services and Programs tab and go right down to where it says Career Tools. And also, Rob, the Career Center is currently doing a demo of a tool called Big Interview. Uh, this should be available for alumni really, really soon, hopefully by fall. But it's going to allow alumni to do practice interviews online for various industries, even graduate school. So once this tool is up and running, we'll be sure to let everyone know. Well, thank you so much, Terrence. That was really helpful, and hopefully alumni that have interviews coming up, that they can now ace their interviews. That sounds great, Rob. Thank you so much for having me. I enjoyed the time together. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Frog for Life podcast. If you or a friend or family member would like to get in touch with us to share your story, please contact us on social media on Twitter and Instagram at TCU Alumni. We look forward to sharing our next story of how TCU Alumni are changing the world.